Well, today we are going to do a memory test. <laughs> it's memory test day, so we can figure out your IQ. Wow. So, I'm sure they'll pass out the papers here shortly. And before you leave, you'll just know, you'll know factually how, how intellectual you are. Isn't that good? <laughs> yeah, IQ is one of those, it's, 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 a, um, it's a DQ with hot fudge and nuts. So, it's an IQ, so. Yeah, oh yeah, there's always, you know, this is, this is one of those tests, you know, I hate tests. I don't know about you, but all I have to do is hear the word test and I'm out of here. So, so everybody, I lost you at the first word, test, you know. But of course, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to do that type of a test. We had, um, I was looking up IQ on the, uh, you know, on the internet, and there is a car called, it's a Scion, S-C-I-O-N, IQ. Did you, did you find it? There it is. There's your IQ. <laughs> That's a, that's a Scion IQ. See, you thought I was going to make you take a test to figure out how smart you are. So, um, but anyhow, there, there are many different, uh, well, not many. The, the, okay, how can we do this? Um, do we have the ability to remember? Okay, and the answer is yes. Um, some, some people, you know, you talk to them, they remember names, but they don't remember faces. Other people remember faces, don't remember names, and then some others are like me, and they just draw a blank. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I've got a blank canvas, let's write on it. Okay, so trouble is, you know, I, I do the um, idea that I have a photographic memory. I just forget to put the film in, you know, so I don't remember very well. It's just one of those things. But um, so we look at um, our life and memory. Um, you know, some people are very good at geography. You know, where, at, where are we at on the map? You know, well, now with the GPS in your car, you write in the address. You don't need to know where you're at. You just follow this little thing in your, on your GPS system. And the first one I had of that, of course, was one years ago. And uh, she was very good, it was a woman's voice, and she was very good to tell me where to go and tell me where to go, and you've missed your turn, turn you, you know, uh, recalculating, recalculating, and then she would say, there is a better way. <laughs> I shouldn't have thrown that one away, because people don't believe me when I say that the, the, the GPS system would say, there is a better way, you know. Even, even the computer got frustrated with me not going the direction she wanted me to go. So... Whenever we are smart enough to remember, are we smart enough to remember to forgive? Are we smart enough to remember the promises of God? Are we smart enough to let go of the things that hurt us and not pick them up again? You see, it's like, it's like um, th this, this guy, he was ironing. I told you this, but anyhow, I'll tell you again. This guy was ironing, and, and you would look at him, and he had a burn mark on the side of his face. And he said, well, how did you get a burn mark on the side of your face? He said, oh, I was ironing, and, so, and the phone rang. <laughs> I picked up, the, picked up the iron instead of the phone. He goes, oh. He said, well, what happened to the other side? He says, oh, she called back. <laughs> So, some people just have a hard time, you know, picking up on things, you know. If you, if you burn, you know, you always say, if you burn me once, okay, burn me twice. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty soon it becomes an IQ test. 
Well, the IQ test is basically uh, how you can put these things together in a certain form or a certain fashion. I know there's a, a definition of it, but it kind of boils down to that, that the IQ norm is 100, and if you go above it or below it, that determines where are you at on, uh, how, on your intelligence quotient? But, uh, but in that part, we have memory. Now, we have a memory part, and we have and the ability to put things together. And, you know, um, some people are extremely intelligent, and they are capable of remembering and putting together many things. We have, Rhonda has relatives that on their scores, the SAT and PSAT tests for college got perfect scores. <laughs> So <laughs> there, are, there are scientists at the, um, at the uh, research center. They also got perfect scores on their, you know, I was, you add both of mine together and it doesn't even come close to perfect. But, uh, but anyhow, neither here nor there. We all have different abilities. Now, um, the memory test, okay? I, and this is, what I, this is very important. What I want you to do is write down, you don't have pens or pencil, I'm sorry I didn't give that out, but uh, list them in your mind. I want you to think of your five best qualities that you possess. Five best qualities. Okay, let's hurry up. Okay, so what are your five? Stubborn, that's quality, yes. The strength. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what's that? Tenacity, strength, hanging on there. So do, now, if I had to ask you to come up with your five worst qualities, it'd been easier, because we have a tendency, and the reason for this is that in our brain, when something goes wrong, we give it more space than when something goes right. Because when something goes wrong and it hurts us, we fill up with all that, the incidents before, what happened, how it happened, and what we did afterwards, and we got all this space going on in our brain, so it's kind of always there. And, and whenever something good happens, we just kind of go, oh, that wasn't that nice. <laughs> Boom. Where, well, where's it at? We have to mark it down, we have to write it down, because many times we forget or overlook the, the simple things that are going on in our life, the very good things. And you, you notice that the Bible always is telling us to everything give thanks. Because we are giving, what we're doing is cutting down on the space in your brain for what we would consider negative. So God not only is helping us spiritually, he's helping us mentally, intellectually, that he's helping us with our emotions that we're able to forgive we're able to heal, we're able to restore, because God is in this purpose, this, um, the purpose of restoring us to what he created us to be. So in our process then of everyday development, we have our intellectual qualities, we have our emotional qualities, we have our memory qualities, we have our dream abilities to look and to, to believe for certain things. So you see, so what are the things that you like about yourself? What do you really like about you? Let me ask it this way. What are the things that God really loves about you? <laughs> what are the things that God really loves about you? Now you see, the things that God loves about you are really the things that we should think about us, ourselves. 
These are the things that we should remember. These are the things that we should review. Now, we know that uh, for whatever reason, <laughs> us, us, our society, uh, individuals, whatever, we, we have a tendency to remember the bad. We have a tendency to remember the failures. And we, we have a tendency to use those failures as um, some way of overshadowing the negative or the good things that we've done, taking the negative and overshadowing the positive. And, 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 and the challenge is that we have to look at our memory, we have to look at our hearts, we have to look at what God is wanting to do in our life, and how is he going to change us from the inside out? God is changing our hearts and he's changing our perspective of life. If we, if we were born with the perfect intelligence and the perfect uh, uh, personality, and you know, we don't have it. <laughs> Everybody was, everyone uh, was raised in a dysfunctional family. <laughs> I mean, in the sense that no one has it perfect. The idea is that family members and whatever we were raised in, they gave us the best they had. You know, in some places it wasn't too good. <laughs> But in some places, but it isn't what people gave to us, what they had, what they could do, and so on. But God ultimately is giving to us the challenge in his word to be able to look at life and know that in all of that, God was with you. And God is with you, and that God is doing a work in our lives. So a memory test then is to let you know how well your connectors are firing in your brain, you know, as you uh, get older we have a tendency to have less firing going on in the brain. <laughs> That's why people who uh, will do thinking games and reasoning games and people like to do word searches and puzzles and all those types of things, what you're doing is keeping those connectors going in your brain, that we need to do that. And whenever we're born, you know, when we're children, those connectors are firing all over the place and we're trying, they're trying to uh, kind of, as it were, low, uh, take their way to a place where we can focus on. You know, children can't focus. <laughs> why? Because they got too many things going on in their head. Well, we want them to stop that focusing on everything, you know. Think of what I'm telling you to do here, you know. We want trying to isolate their thoughts. Um, think about it in, in, in school. Um, what do we try to, you know, we want, we want kids to sit in their chairs, stand in line, march down the hall. And as soon as they graduate, we want them to get out of line and start excelling and go do different things. It's like we've taught them for 14, 18 years to stand in line and to sit and walk and talk and be in the same category and buy this and buy that and be accepted. And now we're saying, okay, now excel. <laughs> go and excel. It's like, what happened? <laughs> well, somewhere along the whole process is something that God is trying to get us to do. And that's to look at who we are, and he puts the dreams in our hearts and the desires in our hearts for what we can become. And what we are becoming isn't based on where we came from. You see, where we came from is important because that's how we got here. <laughs> but where we came from is not, the, not de um, determining where we're going. You know, it's not determining where we're going. It's the dreams in our hearts and the desires in our hearts that's going to take us where we want to be. And that's where God and his spirit and the word, you see, the Proverbs and uh, the scriptures, they are, um, well, Proverbs chapter, chapter 1, verse 2 says, um, 
it's sent about life, but wait, I can't, I can't read my own writing here. Um, oh, in the, in the book of Proverbs, you have these short verses or short segments of, of Scripture that people have put together. They can't read, but they can recite. So people would have these things read to them, and then they would memorize them. How many are good at memorizing? <laughs> yeah. Numbers. Yeah. My mother could quote, I mean, she had, she had a poem she, she remembered as a kid. And it was like a whole page and a half. And she'd start in, and she'd quote you the whole thing when she's 90. You know, she'd quote, you, you start reading the Bible, she'd quote the chapters, and she'd quote what you're reading to her. Um, she had, I think, 130 or 150 people on her prayer list every night, and she would go through them every night. She couldn't read, she can't see, couldn't hear, but she could go through all of the people she would pray for every night, one, two, three. She'd re- pray for them all every night before she'd go to bed. I can't remember to go upstairs when I want to go to sleep, <laughs> you know. But, you know, so some people are, are gifted or they just have special specialties with their mind. So what we're looking at is um, how are we going to um, say or how are we going to do what God wants us to in that we want to remember the word of God. See, coming here, t- being in church and hearing the word of God and hearing, the, you know, the scriptures is a way in which we are challenging this humanity, this... Um, human spirit that is not godly, the, 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 the human spirit in us that wants to think of failures and wants to think of bad things and, you know, and how bad the society is and how everything's going to get terrible and all that garbage. Well, what is your earliest memory? Anybody have one? I mean, you don't have to tell it. I'm just asking you. Yes. You're falling out of your crib. Yeah. Anyone else? Walking to preschool. Your third birthday. So what are your earliest memory? I remember yesterday when I was trying to... <laughs> it was early in the morning. <laughs> but... Um, Rhonda can remember being, as, as a child, her, her family, they, they all played cards. And she can remember being sat in the middle of the table and they're all playing cards around her. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, she, her memory, you, 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 you don't want to mess with that memory. So, <laughs> you know, it just, she just has that ability. Well, so we all have early memories. What is your happiest memory? What is, the ha- but what is the happiest thing that ever happened? Yeah, tapping a little girl on the shoulder. I had you, babe. <laughs> I got you, babe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mothers with children. Oh, God, I wish I'd never had that. You know, see. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it wasn't, you're not my kid. I adopted you, you know. <laughs> But you see, we have happy memories. But many times we will choose to override them for the negative memory. And the reason is it takes up more space. 
And the, th the more space it has, the easier it is to pick it up. And the challenge is that we look at these memories and there are very significant events in your life. There are very significant events, momentary moments, God moments in your life in which your life was changed, in which our life was changed. When you reached the fork in the road and you took it. You know, you took the road, the part of the, the path that brought you to Jesus Christ. And this memory, this, this significant event, I can remember um, in church, I think most of my memories, you know, you think that you spent all this time working on a farm and, <laughs> you know, how that things happen and, you know, cows and people and machinery and all that. But my I think significant events, memory events are when I was a kid in church and being around the altar with, uh, you know, with family and with uh, following my grandfather to the, uh, uh, I was maybe three, four years old. They told me about this. I would follow my grandfather to the altar. And uh, so we have all of these things. These are, these are things that are part of who we are. And see, what do we choose to remember? You see, when God is telling us and that we are forgiven, are we choosing to remember forgiveness or are we choosing to remember the sin? <laughs> are we choosing to remember what God has told us about this situation or are we going to choose our thoughts about the situation? See, in the book of Romans, we were talking about it in Sunday school, how that um, Paul is writing to the church at Rome. He hasn't been there yet, but he's writing this letter to them and he wants them to understand about the righteousness of God. He wants them to understand about forgiveness, and he wants them to understand that what God is doing in their life is God doing it, and they have to let go of their Greek background, their Jewish background, their barbarian background, you know, the, the, whatever they came from, their, their idol-worshiping background. They had to let go of those things to pursue the righteousness of God, which is given to them in Jesus Christ. So whenever we are looking at memory, there's a thing we always talk about how that we are to forgive and forget. Now, I always said you can't forget, and that's true. You can't forget an event. But there, the word forget is, um, what is the meaning? Disregard intentionally or to overlook. When the Bible says, focus on this one thing, forgetting, those, forgetting the past and looking forward to what is ahead, forgetting the past is choosing to disregard. Choosing to disregard. You see, the sins, the Bible says that whenever we are forgiven, that our sins are washed away, they are cleansed, that they're never remembered against us again. Okay? That's gone. So why do we go pick them up? Why do we go back over and rehash those areas of our thinking that tell us, you're no, you know, you're no good, you're, you're not going to make it, you failed this, you failed that. God isn't interested in how many times we fail. He's interested in the strength we have to get up and go again. You know, our sins have not, are not the problem. It's us letting go of our sins, forgetting them, choosing to disregard them, choosing not to go there again. Choosing, making a deliberate choice that I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to pick them up, and I'm not going to rehash them. <laughs> I'm not going to go over and revisit them. I'm letting it go, because God has forgiven me. He has forgiven that situation, and he has established his righteousness, his, his righteousness in me. So, 
Who is it that, who is it you remember? Who is it that comes to your mind the most? What person comes to your mind day after day? Don't answer, I'm just asking. What is the first thing you think of when you think of Jesus? Hmm. See, every morning that we, every morning that we wake up, now, I mean, how many have woken up every morning? Okay, sometimes in the middle of the night, but you've woken up. All right, you've awakened. All right, so if you don't wake up in this life, you will wake up in the next, okay? So you're going to wake up. <laughs> One way or another, you're going to wake up. So the first thing we need to think of when we wake up is Jesus. You know, uh, you, know you heard the person that said uh, they, 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 they woke up and say they, their prayer is, Oh God, it's morning. <laughs> That's not a prayer. <laughs> you know, and others are, thank God, it's in, it's in morning. <laughs> you know, oh God, it's morning. You know, it's a, ter- it's a terrible day. You know, sun's going to shine, it's going to be too hot, you know, all that garbage. Or it's, you know, it's going to rain, yeah. Did you know that in the wintertime that uh, the coldness of the winter will actually determine the uh, infectious diseases and the colds and flu and all that stuff that comes in the summer? Because sometimes when the coldness can kill the viruses and keep them, you know, at bay. So anyhow, that's why we live up north, so we're cold and we don't get sick. All right. That's not in the Bible. Okay, just so you know that. So, now I would like you to name for me the five worst sins that God is holding against you. (laughs) That's a trick question. <laughs> you see, God doesn't hold any sin against us. They are forever forgotten. They are deliberately overlooked. They are deliberately erased. That See, when God, when God, um, you know, we have a list here. Here's my, here's my, here's my sermon. Focus on that and get the whole thing. Don't even have to come. Read it. But, but anyhow, you look at the page, there's writing and there's all that kind of stuff. Well, when God forgives us, it's a blank sheet. And there's no trace of the sins, there's no seeing through to the other side, it's all gone. So, how can I forget something that has happened to me? We are intentionally disregarding and overlooking. It's not there anymore to, to hinder us. If we don't let go of the old, we will never be able to embrace the new. See, there is a reason that God wants us to forgive. There's a reason that God wants us to think, you know, think on these things. Paul says, think on the things that are lovely, that are pure, of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Why? Because we are expanding the area of our mind that is thinking of good rather than trying to find the areas of our mind where someone has hurt us, where something has gone bad, constantly bringing up a failure. God doesn't bring up our failures. He brings up his forgiveness. God doesn't take us from where, from, um, sometimes he takes us 
through the situation. Sometimes he takes us over the situation. Sometimes he takes us around the situation. And sometimes we just camp right there and evaluate the situation. God is there, but he's going to take care of us. Now, how are we going to get from here to tomorrow? Um, you're going to live. <laughs> you're going to live one moment at a time. You're going to live, you're going to experience memories, and the Steelers are going to win or lose <laughs> this afternoon or this evening. The ice storm is going to be over, and people are going to, you know, it's going to be icy, and some places it's not, and storms are going to come and storms are going to go. But the challenge is for us, Bible says in Psalm 90, verse 12, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom you know, we only have so much time here now whether it's a hundred years 110 years we don't know but we've only got so much time and in this time that we have what occupies our thoughts what are our most pleasant thoughts what are the who are the people we think of most often what do we think of when we think of Jesus? Whenever we study the word, what do we see in the word and what do we learn from it? You see, we only have so much time. Only what is done for Christ will last, meaning that my life that is based upon my relationship with Jesus Christ will make a difference today and tomorrow. What I do will have an eternal benefit I, I spoke with a, a person this week who was um, a checkout person at a place we were at. And uh, I, I, you know, tapped her on the shoulder and said hello. And, and I said, I remember, you know, I was with them whenever their mother died. It's an adult, you know, they're adults and so on. And she says, and I don't think she goes to church. And she says, you know, when I needed a pastor, you were there. <laughs> now, they don't know if they go to church. Maybe they still don't go to church. But they remember my being there. And for that moment of time, I did what I was, you know, there to do. Comfort, guide, what, you know, help people in a difficult time. But you see, each of us do that very same thing every day. We are, it isn't just the job. And it isn't just being around the house. It isn't just you know, going to the store. Every day we are doing something that will make an eternal difference. And every day we are doing something that will help people become closer to Jesus. And we do that by starting out the morning, God, I give to you this day, I give to you my life, I give to you this, my, my breath, my service, whatever it is, Lord, I give it to you. And you see, some days we get up and we feel like it's a bad day, this is going to happen. You know, forget that. Throw it out. Don't allow that to be your memory. Every day, his mercies are renewed. Every day, the God, uh, be, you know, if we didn't have a purpose, we wouldn't be here. God has a blessing. God has something he wants to bestow upon us today. He wants to give to us more of himself, more of his word, more of the understanding, more of the wisdom, more of his grace, more of his mercy. God wants to bestow all this on us. And, and we 
begin by saying, well, it's raining or it's bad or it don't feel good or don't feel that. Yes, maybe true. But I know that God is here. I am more than a conqueror through Christ. That God, can, all things can work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Teach us to value every moment we've been given so we can live a life pleasing to God. You see, we only have so much time. So therefore, don't waste it trying to figure out something that hurt us in the past. Let it go. You don't live there anymore. That is not you. This is you. Look in the mirror and know the five greatest things that God thinks about you. He loves you. He has a purpose for your life. He has a future for you. He has something great in store for you. He has blessings that he wants to provide to you so that you can be a recipient of what he wants to do and you can give it to others. See, there's, there's, there's this bountiful opportunity that awaits us. At the dawn of each day, there is a new day that is mine in Christ. Well, what if I sit in the house all day? It doesn't matter. God is there. <laughs> what if I go out and work all day? It doesn't matter. God is there. What if I get on the phone and talk all day? God is there. You don't talk about people. You talk about God. <laughs> clarification there. So here we are. It's an IQ test. How smart are we? Are we smart enough to allow God to do his best in us through his word and his spirit? Are we intelligent enough as believers to forgive, to love, to have compassion and care? Can we take, can we take care of those things? You know what? We will be drawn. We will be drawn to things that are unique to us. There's a story of a farmer who had uh, puppies for sale. And um, he had a sign out, you know, on the end of his lane, puppies for sale. And this little boy from down the, sh down the, down the street, down the road came and he came to his house and he said, he pulled out his money and he says, how much are your puppies? I have 38 cents. <laughs> and he put it in the farmer's hands and he counted it out. He says, 38 cents, that's exactly what a new puppy costs. So the guy had his, someone open the, key, the, the door for the crate and all these the four puppies come running down a ramp and we're all over him and he's there trying to figure out which one he wants. And then he notices that coming down the ramp is this injured puppy and that it falls and can't walk and has something wrong with its hips or whatever and it can't really make it down. And the little boy goes over to that puppy. The farmer says to him, well, you know, that you don't want that puppy. You know, he'll never be able to keep up with you. He'll never be able to run and play like the other dogs will. And the little boy rolled up his pant legs and he had a steel brace and special shoes. And he says, this puppy and I can run together. The compassion that we feel towards people is what we have a, a desire for that touches our own hearts. We are very gifted in the areas where our heart is attracted to. And God will use that giftings to change you and to change others. 
because that's where your work of service is, in your ability to connect with people. Because often, they're just like you. Amen? So, are we smart enough (laughs) to remember the promises of God, the forgiveness of God, the grace of God, and to allow his mercy to be renewed in us every morning. Amen? Amen. Let's stand, shall we? <clears throat> Indeed, Father, we are blessed. We are blessed to be recipients of your word, of your spirit. God, we, we can't do this. We can't be a Christian without Christ. We can't, oh God, do good without the giver of good, the giver of love. We can't love and forgive without you, O God, helping us to love and to forgive. So we receive it in our lives. We receive forgiveness, so we will forgive. We are loved, so we will love. God, we are blessed with a future, so we will bless others with a future. Thank you, God, for touching our lives and bringing us to the kingdom for this moment in time. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.